Welcome to episode 121 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Hello. How is it going? Pretty good. How are you? Doing all right. I, I-, I was extra groggy the this morning when I woke up. Ooh. It was one of those d- d- days where my I- eyes were, like, caked shut with all of the, like, oh, sleepy yeah. stuff. And I'm just like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so. But I am alive well, I, and well, and I have made it here. Oh, that's good, because I can't, you, you don't have a webcam that I can see right now. So right. as far as I know, you could be a skeleton or ghost. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. thank you for confirming to me you are alive. Yes, uh, not a part of the living dead or the undead okay, good. or stuff like that. You know, uh, like one update. eyeball hanging out of its socket. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, f- fortunately, all my eyeballs are intact. Nice. Uh, ca- camera update, though. I I should in the next couple weeks be ordering my thing, my my Ooh. my new camera here. I think like early September is when I w- want to try and uh, put that out. Which I I think this goes up on like September first or yeah. second or something like that. September second. So mm-hmm. hopefully around the time you guys are listening to this live, I will have ordered my camera. I don't know if it'll be ready uh, by next weekend, but mm-hmm. we shall see. We shall see. Cool. Well, mm-hmm. I got a new haircut yesterday for the first time since January. Nice. It's looking good. <laughs> Thank so I, you. So I can see you, but you can't see me. Right. But they can see both of us on the stream. So. <laughs> Yeah, hair is refreshed. I feel like uh, a new lady. I'm ready to take on the world and talk about 90s sitcoms. Hell yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this week, yeah, I guess we're doing kind of a special mm. e- episode uh, for the past, I guess, almost year now. Uh yeah, like eight eight months ago or so. Yeah, we, since we started the beginning the, of the, the year. Yeah, year. yeah. Um, we've been doing these once a month special episodes uh, where we have been covering some kind of TV show or something that we cannot finish in one week. Uh, so we've been uh-huh. following it from month to month, uh, and it's been working out fantastically. We finished up Mr. Robot uh, last month. And we were about to mm-hmm. start a comic, uh, which we will tell you guys more about at the end of this one. But Melissa, you came yeah. up with the idea of just like, you know what? Let's take a break. <laughs> let's 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 have some fun. We've watched some dramas. Let, let, yeah. Let's just go into '90s sitcoms and have some fun. Right. So <laughs> this is a special episode I've been wanting to do for a while. Because talking about like the shows we watched growing up, uh, we realized we both have a blind spot where you grew up on the sign on the Seinfeld, Mister the Seinfeld. <laughs> you yeah. grew up on that show, and you really didn't know the Simpsons. And I grew up on the Simpsons, yeah. and I barely know anything about Seinfeld. So I thought, as kind of a, a buffer, <laughs> as kind of a fun month between us doing these two drama series 
let's spend an episode where we do a sitcom trade and make each other watch three episodes of our show. Yes. And I, I, mm. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So just real quick. Yeah. Seinfeld for me was something that like was always on in my household. It was just, it was on, like the reruns were on like right when my dad got home. So we knew like, oh, mm. you know, dad likes Seinfeld and stuff like that. So let's just put that on. We can watch that while we eat. Simpsons. Yeah, I never really watched. I caught a couple episodes. I I know the whole like Ivan et Niage thing. <laughs> That's about it, though. Yeah. Um, like I I I know some of the more like pop culture references around it, but specifics mm. I don't know. Uh, it was always kind of like my friend's older brother's show. That was kind of it and 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 then yeah by time i got old enough to really really feel like i could watch it and understand it and like it i was just yeah. like well i feel like i missed it all uh <laughs> but it turns out there's like almost 700 something episodes so <laughs> yeah if, if, if it I has been started running... watching then then i probably would have seen most of it but <laughs> yeah uh, the Simpsons is older than we are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I grew up with... We watched a lot of TV in my house growing mm -hmm. up. We were a very TV-centric family. And we always went through, like, sitcoms that would be rerunning uh, during our dinner sure. hour. And it was a lot of Simpsons, a lot of Friends. My dad liked Frasier, uh, MASH. Okay. I know more about MASH. Okay than the average person my age. And we saw a little bit of Seinfeld, but I think it was never one that my dad took to. And maybe because of that, it was never one that I took sure. to. It's like I was familiar with the characters, the basic concept and tone of the show, but I couldn't name you outside of the the big episodes everybody knows and the big moments like the puffy shirt and the junior mint. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't name any actual episodes from my own memory and not from cultural osmosis memory yeah yeah uh well, give me i i i, I mean do we want to do synopses of the show because <laughs> I, I i don't feel like we really need to with, with, with this one uh no uh For those do you, you want to list never the... heard of the simpsons like <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand i don't know why this family is yellow and why that woman's hair is so tall <laughs> Why is her hair tall? Is that like the big mystery of the show? Yeah, yeah, 30 yeah. seasons to find out why her hair is tall. Uh, do you want to list the episodes that we covered? Yes. Yeah, I have those written down here. I've... Let me pull them up. Got my notes yeah, here. Well, let's... So uh... from The Simpsons, Melissa, mm. you had me watch... Marge versus the Monorail, which is season four, episode 12. Then you had me watch Bart Sells His Soul, which is season seven, episode four. Uh, and then last but not least, you had me watch The Mysterious Voyage of Homer, which was season eight, episode nine. And then uh, I had you watch... The Chinese Restaurant from Seinfeld, which was season two, episode mm. 11. Uh, then The Contest, which was season four, eh, 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 season four, eh, episode 10. 
and last but not least, The Rye, which is season seven, mm-hmm. episode 11. 711. There you go. How how long did Seinfeld um, run? How many seasons were there? Nine. Nine seasons with 180 okay. episodes, it looks like. So. <laughs> that is less than oh, yeah. a third of yeah. what The Simpsons has done. And this isn't a contest. You know, we didn't come here trying to prove which show is better. This is just a uh, a, a cultural trade. Yeah. yeah. We're sending an exchange student to each other's countries. Exactly. Yeah. So if 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 you guys want to follow along, you might want to pause this and then go check those out. Uh, I know The Mm -hmm. Simpsons is available on Disney Plus. You guys can go watch all that stuff there. Seinfeld Mm -hmm. is on Hulu. You guys can watch it there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I get. I mean, do 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 you? I mean, yeah. This is a weird one. We've not really done something like this. Do you want to give general thoughts of what you thought of them, or do we want to just do housekeeping now and then dive? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do housekeeping, and then I was thinking we'd cover Seinfeld first, and then The Simpsons. Like the Simpsons episodes I gave you are a little bit more fantastical and it seems odd to do those and then go back down to we're waiting (laughs) on a dinner reservation. Uh, Well, let's do housekeeping then. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. Uh, You guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com. Uh, or your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in the whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there. Um, If you guys like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, We do have all kinds of exclusive content uh, at our $3 tier. Uh, That would be from all of our shows. Uh, We recently did a series of, of stuff for the Reactor Core uh, in which we reacted to movie tra- trailers from different decades. Uh, and I think in the next month or so here, we we, we have to get back to doing our Jackbox yeah. Party Pack g- game night that we tried to do a long time ago. It didn't work, but now that I have a new P- PC, we, it should work fine. So we'll figure that stuff out. Uh, that stuff will be at the $3 tier on Patreon. Uh, and la- last but not least, a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. Uh, so thank you, Sam, for supporting us and helping us out. Uh, we appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you. And Jack is in the chat right now. Hey. Hello, Jack. How are Hi. You? How are you? I think we're just about to get started talking about our sitcoms yeah. and stuff here. Uh, so... Seinfeld first is is what you had said. So I yes, you know what? Let me put up. I, uh, why not? I'll do the spoiler graphic, even though I don't feel like we need it because <laughs> it's just three random episodes of the Seinfeld and the Simpsons. Spoiler: uh, they don't they don't find out what the right, deal yeah, is. Yeah, but like, let, just in case, <laughs> you know. All right. Yeah, for tradition's exactly. sake. Okay, we are officially in spoiler territory, so if you don't want to know how Martin Simpson's hair got so tall, uh, stop watching. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Seinfeld, though. So, Melissa, yes. I, I had you watch these three uh, episodes of Seinfeld. What did you think? What are your thoughts? I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed these. The first two were episodes I had heard of. Mm-hmm. I think the contest and being master of your domain has worked its way into the public lexicon. I'd heard of the Chinese restaurant just as a prime example of a bottle mm-hmm. episode in television. I'd never heard of the rye. So that was a really fun surprise yeah. there at the end. Yeah, good, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was interesting because we finished watching Mr. Robot uh, last month. Yeah. And there's a character in there who's all about sitcoms and stuff. And when we first meet him, <laughs> he is going on this monologue about Seinfeld. <laughs> and he's like, mm-hmm. and there's this one where they're waiting for their food and they don't even get to eat. <laughs> you know, I, like in my mind, I'm like, it's Seinfeld. He's talking about Seinfeld. I know this. <laughs> like, Santa, I know him. <laughs> But yeah, so that 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 I I, I think all all three of the Hayes are classic Seinfeld mm. <laughs> episodes, uh, and and yeah. stuff like that. Do 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 you have one in particular that you want to start with? Um, just go down the oh, list. I, I want to say that I like that we got you gave me episodes from across a big span of the series. We went from season two to four mm-hmm. to seven, so I could really see the show yeah. growing. And when I watched the Chinese restaurant, I thought, this is funny, but the pacing of this seems off. It feels like when you open a bag of chips and you're like, oh, these chips are great, but there's a lot of air in (laughs) here. Like it was a like there were fewer things in the episode, not just because it's a bottle episode, but like like the pauses between lines seemed longer. It's a bit of an anomaly. Yeah. Yeah, and like I didn't know if that was just the style of doing a sitcom at that time where they were, I I don't know. Like the timing felt off to me. I think because I'm used to modern sitcoms, which also dro- many have dropped the laugh track. You have to wait for laugh track yeah. breaks <laughs> in this episode. And there are always like couple bits of silence, you know, a little bit of silence before and after a laugh track. It felt like I really enjoyed that, but I feel like that was. Uh, 70% jokes and 30% yeah, air. Yeah. But then you get to the rye, which feels much tighter. Like it's got so many different uh, plot ingredients and you're watching them get set up and you don't know what they mean yet. Like, okay, Kramer went to a Costco and bought way too many things. That's fun. But yeah. then you don't see how that's going to impact the other characters' storylines <laughs> by the end of the episode. And then they do like tie everything together in this big absurd bow of trying to hook a piece of a loaf of rye bread onto a fishing line and pull it up up to a third story window. Yeah. It's like the the Ocean's Eleven of of Seinfeld episodes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The the Chinese restaurant is an interesting one because you're Mm. never at the apartment. Right, like it's it's yeah. completely in this Chinese r- r- restaurant, which is why I said it's ca- kind of an anomaly. Like you don't really get yeah. the same formula that most of the show t- takes on, uh, which is Kramer's also like, not in it. Yeah, it's it's just uh, Seinfeld and George and Elaine, and that's it. it- 
Yeah, and I didn't know that was something the show did, if they would commonly have an episode that didn't have all four of them. And there are only four main characters. It would seem easy enough to put Pretty much, all yeah. four in every episode. Like, it makes sense. Oh, I was just surprised. I didn't know if this was part of, like, if this show was from some sort of old tradition where it's like, everybody is in every episode. We're going to be very formulaic and not startle the viewing masses. Yeah. Supposedly, well, so they did that every so so often, where like mm. maybe Kramer wasn't in there, or maybe Elaine wasn't okay. in in that one. Um, they they did okay. one where George was not in in there, and supposedly he got pissed, like he was really upset oh. and was like, "Don't you d d dare write a script without me in it." So he's he's in basically. All of them except like one, I think. Hmm. Uh, I, I did not double check on that, but that is what I saw. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it, it's most of them, and yeah, like those are the four kind of main characters. But the, they're still like in those three that I showed you. Um, like I, there wasn't any Newman because uh, he he he's also yeah. a major character in there. Mm -hmm. uh, you didn't get to meet Putty, uh, who is um, God. What's his name uh, from Venture? Is that Patrick yeah. Warburton? Yeah, he's he's in he's <laughs> in the Death Show too. Like there there are other important characters that end up yeah. coming in. Um, but but yeah, I I I think this was just like let's let's focus on these four here. So, yeah, good stuff. We had to spend some time with George's parents. <laughs> I remember yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> there, they're like there always have been things about the show that I liked, but it was never enough to uh, pull me towards the show. I think another thing about it is I didn't want to be in Jerry's apartment. Like it's not very thrilling as a set. Not really. <laughs> like I grew up watching Friends. Those are beautiful yeah. apartments. Like Joey and Chandler's apartment, I wouldn't say is architecturally stunning, but it's got like weird things in it. That I liked. I wanted right. to be in those sets. I think I, as a child, I looked at Jerry's apartment and I'm like, no, there's nothing here for me but the cereal. <laughs> Which, yeah, if you noticed, he had like seven or eight boxes of cereal up on, up on that, that, mm -hmm. that countertop. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that is kind of in in step with what the show is it, it is yeah. famously a show about nothing it's just yeah. normal people doing normal things being complete idiots right <laughs> yeah um, i do yeah. like how pedantic it yes. is <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's 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 kind of a spectacle to see in that sense because yeah. a lot of sitcoms do that thing where yeah they have a beautiful ap apartment because they have a nice set right they want it to be interesting to mm. look at and here it's just like it's a couch it's a <laughs> breakfast bar there's like a yeah. little table he has a computer in the corner but that's mm -hmm. you, you know like that's it um but but yeah then it's it's also them like Going to visit their in-laws and yeah. going to the local corner store or the the newest Chinese restaurant. They mm -hmm. they just have to go to. So it's 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 like life for them in the town yeah. that they live in, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and that's something I appreciate now as an adult. Like mm -hmm. I've been wanting to go back and watch sitcoms that I didn't necessarily watch when I was a kid. 
but that existed in a time I never really got to live in. Like I watched some Frasier as a child because my dad liked it, but you know, I'm a child. What am I going to get out of Frasier on my own? I didn't start watching the show individually until I was in college. I'm like, Oh, this is what was going on the entire time. I get more of this now. This show's amazing. Yeah. And I want to watch it for, to look at a portrait of a professional adult life in the nineties that I can get to lead. Like I want to watch that just to look at it, just to look at their business wear and like their penthouses, mm-hmm. just adult problems, just like going to the bank in the nineties, having a yeah. beeper and an answering <laughs> machine. Like I want to visit this timeline. I didn't get to live in at the right time. And that's yeah. what I appreciate about Seinfeld. Now it is so slice of life. It's like, I'm being, a, a tourist in a it's, way, but a tourist for very mundane things. It's slice of life. It's very mundane, but like you said, it's pedantic. It's yes. It's, it's very petty at times. The just the stupid stuff that they do. Like you mentioned in answering machine, mm. there's an episode where George is like trying to avoid his girlfriend, so he's setting up a new ans- answering m- machine thing just so he can like field the call call and not and you know not have to pick up and 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 stuff like that and it's just it's stupid stuff like that where it's like that doesn't really seem like it would be an interesting episode but then you get to it and it's like this is funny like he's just (laughs) being an idiot (laughs) yeah so and this show um, go hmm? ahead no it covers it's more blunt than i think i was expecting like i didn't really know how body a show of this time was, especially like a big primetime network sitcom that aired at like 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. It was for like the general public. So the fact that it is so, I mean, it's all like metaphor, but they are talking about like lots of sexual acts. Yep. There's in the, in the Chinese restaurant episode, George is talking about how he's, basically about to have sex with a woman and he has to poop he's like i can't poop in this apartment the bathroom door's right there she's gonna hear everything i just have to stand up buckle my pants and leave and i can't explain this to her that's the thing like this show has so many like awkward conversations like that where it's like but yeah what would you do in that situation like yeah like it holds a mirror up to you yeah I also do doing it. And then I, I just, I felt a certain bowel movement about to, (laughs) about to happen. And I like, I I had to be like, you know what? I think it's best that I leave. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, but that was after you guys did the thing. Right. And he he was like, no, (laughs) right before. (laughs) Yeah. Right in the middle of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I like how, positively the show talks about sex like the the contest episode it's because uh george's mom caught him masturbating when he thought he was like in their house alone and his mom was shaming him for it but he's like there's not everybody does this what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) he's like there's nothing to be ashamed of here everybody does this and because everybody does this they're able to turn it into the contest of yeah well, could we stop if we wanted to? How long could we go without doing this? And then in the Rye, 
the, you know, it's not the number. It's like the C plot of this episode is Elaine's new boyfriend will go down on her. Yeah. She has to try and get him to that stage. And I don't remember there being a positive discussion of cunnilingus in a sitcom growing right. up. I know this was out there. <laughs> like, way to go, Seinfeld. I mean, it, like, on one hand, yeah, like, it's, I, I guess you could describe it as positive, but it's like, t- to me, I feel like it's more just neutral. Like, it, it's just yeah, happening. Yeah. They're, they're obviously friends, so they're talking about it, but they're yeah. still kind of skirting around it, like, not mm. actually saying what it is, being like, my mother caught me <laughs> doing you-know-what. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah. they, 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 they don't, they're like, they're, they're not a- a- as open about it as as maybe some people might be but mm-hmm. it, i i feel like it fits with some some pe- like most pe- people i feel like would be awkward t- talking about that stuff mm. right so yeah i like that the topics are brought up but they also don't need to come right out and say them cuz they're also like the writing and the performing is so talented that they're able to communicate a lot with just their faces and their gestures and their the tone of their voice and like the exact point where they like uh, kind of tune out and mutter like the end of a sentence. Yeah. 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 It's good. Uh so let's see the the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, that that one is basically all set up for like a single joke. Right? Yeah. Or it's 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 just one long running <laughs> j- joke. Yes. yes. We say caught right and no one ca- 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 come so we hang up who's ca- ca- cartwright i'm right. cartwright <laughs> it's that and then when, 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 when they leave they're like seinfeld fall <laughs> yeah great um mm-hmm. but yeah so then then the content so by the way i i did not plan to have all of these have like l- low tier sexual references in there <laughs> but they all kind of did there was another one I was about to put on my list, or, or ones that I was kind of l- 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 looking at to be like, is this a good one or not? There was one where they're visiting some friends, like down in the Hamptons at their like beach house or something, mm. and George has a new girlfriend, and they haven't had sex yet, and he goes to the store to get some food or something for for them or like some snacks and while he's g- g- gone uh his new girlfriend is like okay well i'm gonna go lay out by the pool and then she kind of walks off off set and then as uh elaine and uh jerry are talking they notice that she's laying out topless Mm. And they're just like, oh my god, is she topless? And they're all just like, like whoa, like what in the world? And then she just like walks up and is, is like, so guy, like you guys want, it's a beautiful day out. And they're just like, it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> and and then like, they're like, okay, we cannot tell George whatever we do because he hasn't seen, he hasn't done anything with, oh. with, with her. <laughs> so we've seen her naked, but he hasn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, we can't ruin that for him. And then of course, Kramer, it like is not there when they make the when they make the pact, and so he's he's just like, yeah, and we saw her topless, and he he's he's just like, what? 
How? How? What do you mean? <laughs> so it, it's dumb stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Man, there's nobody who's more fun to watch get indignant and start yelling than Jason <laughs> Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> He's so great. <laughs> yeah, I like it's it's I, I think another really good joke they did in the contest is how when they make the the contest, they each kind of go their own separate ways. Yeah. And you see each of them in their own scenario. And at the end of each night, you see them yes. sleeping and trying to sleep. And Kramer, who lost the contest <laughs> immediately, uh, is sleeping soundly. And mm -hmm. everyone else is just like, they can't sleep. They can't get comfortable. And it's it's just like, oh, it's because they haven't masturbated yet. <laughs> yes. I loved that visual language. If they check in every night and... They don't need to tell you exactly. The show is about such, such adult things and such things that may not really be discussed openly on TV. And it's putting mm -hmm. it right out there in these nonverbal ways. Like you just see who's asleep and who isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, and then the rye, uh, yeah, is, is much more. Like the the normal thing that you would see, the, yeah. Like if 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 the Chinese restaurant is something you wouldn't normally see in that show, the contest is maybe a more on the regular side of mm. of things. Whereas the rye kind of takes that one step further and amplifies things up to eleven, right? Where yeah. there are these multiple plots that kind of coalesce into this just ridiculousness of yeah. Kramer has all this extra, like, giant size stuff from Costco. He has, like, 50 giant cans of beefarino. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he happens to bu buy a horse and carriage. No, it's his, it's his, it's like his neighbor, and he's, like, taking care of the horse and it. carriage for his neighbor while his neighbor's on vacation. Yeah. And, and so he's feeding this horse this beefarino, which is like this beef ravioli yeah. type of thing. And, and he's, he's supposed to take, um, he's supposed to t take George's in-laws on a like romantic anniversary tour of New York and, and, and stuff like that. And the horse just has this bad gas from mm -hmm. all the beefarino. It's it's just it's the dumbest thing ever. Yes. It would only happen on Seinfeld. Right. And you've no idea that's where the story is going to go when Kramer went to Costco is introduced right. at the beginning of the episode as a plot point. Right. But but then you have the whole thing with George and this whole idea of like, okay, his parents bought this loaf of bread kind of as a gift because they're meeting the the soon-to-be in-laws mm. um and it's it's their first time and you know you bring like a bottle of wine or something you know yeah. so something else and they brought this loaf of rye bread from this bakery that the town is crazy about and then they don't use the bread in their meal so George's parents are kind of upset and they take it back without yeah. them noticing, <laughs> which is, is like, that's another one of those situations of, of just like, well, 
what do you do in that situation? Right. Like, what yes. is the social etiquette here? Which, <laughs> um, yeah, which is 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 it, it? I think it also exemplifies George's relationships with mm. his parents too, where he's just completely embarrassed by them yes. all the time. And just like, mom, don't, they can hear you. Like, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I like, there's this continuing theme of you can never just tell anybody what's going on. There's never a, uh, what I meant to say was this, or whoops, I made a mistake, or I was embarrassed at the time, but I want to actually communicate this clearly to you now. No, uh, you don't, you tell this to your friends later, you never explain yourself in any situation. You just connive around it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was there a- 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 anything else that stood out uh, to you about these, these ones? Uh, I don't know. Things just... you liked, things you didn't like. Oh, I liked Elaine's hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've so always she- liked Elaine for as little of the show that I watched as a child. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus lodged in my head as an incredibly comforting, trustworthy figure. Yeah, she she's, she's, she's like the co- coolest one of the bunch. But yes. at the same time, she's also not. <laughs> like She's <laughs> just as much of a d- d- dork as the rest of them. Yeah. Like she Maybe. has this ongoing running j- j- joke about how she's in love with... Uh, God, what was the the guy that was in in her? Uh, oh, oh, John F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah, yeah, she's she's in love with him. Like that c- 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 comes up in multiple episodes where she's just completely starstruck by by mm-hmm. by 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 him. John, John, he was in my <laughs> class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a dork tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this 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 show is about them just yeah. kind of getting into all of that trouble, getting into all of those awkward situations, um, doing things that maybe they don't see as bad mm-hmm. at the time, uh, but but then it ends up kind of coming back to haunt them or or yeah. stuff like that. Um, like I don't know how much you know about the ending of the show. Don't they uh, go to jail? They go to jail. Yeah. Uh, they take a trip, I think, to like Boston or something. And they see this uh, this guy being picked on. He's, he's, he's this big, big, bigger, fatter guy being picked on. And they're filming it. And they're just kind of sitting there c- c- commenting. And apparently they ha- like they have like a good Samaritan law ah. in Boston where if you see something like that, you're, you're like by the law, you have to like go help and say something. Mm. And they didn't. So they go to j- jail <laughs> uh, and they end up having a, tr- a trial to, to, to huh. like to be like yeah like we kind of want to appeal that like we we're not from around here like we didn't know all of that stuff and then all of the characters from the past oh. come back and be like you guys are terrible people remember that one time when you guys did this and and the old woman that jerry stole the ride from <laughs> and mugged came back and she t- testified uh, if you've heard of the soup Nazi, he yes, he he, he comes b- 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 back. Yeah, they, they all c- c- 
come back and they're like, you ruined my life. You guys are terrible people. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a great ending, but at the same time, it like, it's, it's, it's just like, yeah, like this is like, when you look back there, there's, there's some terrible yeah. people. <laughs> And they're not, in in these three episodes you gave me, they're not trying to do anything beyond their means. It's not like they have right. a scheme, a self-interested scheme to begin with. The first episode, they just want to put themselves on the list to get a table at a Chinese restaurant. In the second episode, you know, they just have this silly contest going with each other and they just want to go on dates with people go on successful mm -hmm. dates with people the third episode george just wants to have like a nice meeting of the in-laws and yeah. elaine wants to go further with her new boyfriend like they're very simple the like, attainable goals and it's everything going wrong in pursuit of those goals it's not like there's some and i'm sure there is an episode where they have like something more self-interested like a get rich quick scheme and that fails on them which yep. makes more sense but this is like no, even a, a basic human wants that you should go after. Nah, uh, that's also not turning out well for you. Yeah, yeah they, they, they have stuff where uh, mm. there's an episode about them parking in a handicapped oh. spot. It's like, okay. Like, it's like, they, Jerry, they want you to park the hair. That's why it's always open. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have stuff like that. They have stuff where Kramer convinces Jerry to get uh, illegal cable. They, <laughs> they, 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 they're stealing cable. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff like that. Um, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, but it's good. It's fun. There's an episode of The Simpsons that I watched and considered giving to you, but I didn't think it was the best you know, if I'm giving you three seminal episodes of the show, I didn't think this should be in the top three. If I was giving you like 10 episodes, maybe I'd give you this one. Gotcha. But there's okay. one called Homer's Enemy, where there's a new employee at the nuclear power plant where he works. Mm -hmm. And this guy actually is like a master's degree in nuclear engineering. He works very hard. He's had this difficult life. And he's like, oh, I finally landed my dream job. And he looks at Homer, who's an absolute buffoon and never has any consequences to his actions. And you just watch this man tear into Homer. Like, how, you don't deserve any of this. Like, Homer tries to yeah. make amends. And he's like, come over to my house for dinner. And he's like, you own a house this big? You, your wife and daughter are wearing pearl necklaces? You have lobsters <laughs> for dinner? I live in an apartment above a bowling alley and below another bowling alley. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. <laughs> the episode ends with him trying to imitate Homer, like, oh, I'm Homer Simpson. I can do whatever I want. Let me just reach out and touch the nuclear reactor. And then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, real-world consequences have come for that man, and they never come for Homer. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of an odd episode. Uh, it, doesn't ex it slightly breaks the mold, but it's... In an interesting meta way, it's very entertaining. Yeah, they the 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 only time so the the last thing that I will say about Seinfeld, uh, before we move on to the Simpsons here, uh, mm -hmm. the there's like you said the ones that you are about to show me from the Simpsons mm -hmm. are a little more fantastical. Um, yeah. Than than what we saw here in, for the Seinfeld stuff. The only couple times that I think are arguable. 
that the, the that Seinfeld got into the more fantastical stuff. Um, yeah, there is there's one where so the fiance that G- George has, I believe it's oh, it's, it's her. Um, is this the woman who dies from licking a a poison? Yes. And yeah. like she's sealing the envelopes for their wedding invitations, and she and dies from so some sort of, of a toxin glue. in the envelope glue. Yeah, yes, that I knew. That's, I know if it was her. this lady. Yeah. Okay, um, wow. When when it, I I I think it's like when they're first starting to date or something. He g- g- goes to her house, and she has this giant doll c- collection mm-hmm. uh, of just these like porcelain dolls yeah. and stuff like that. And there's one that looks exactly like george's mom <laughs> and it, it haunts him they're, they're like on the couch making out and he looks up and he sees this thing and this doll just looking down oh. at him at his like his disapproving mom just like mm-hmm. looking down at at, at at him being like oh george what oh, <laughs> um and then there was i i oh the uh, I, 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 either one is kind of known as the Bizarro episode. So you and I read uh, All Star Superman on yeah. an older a- 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 episode of this podcast, uh, in which we meet Bizarro, who is this yeah. like opposite day version of Superman, where he like his sentence structure is all backwards. When he says he's happy, he means he's sad. Uh, you know, all, all of that stuff. And Elaine, in one of these, <laughs> in one of these episodes, kind of gets fed up with the gang and goes her separate ways and is like, I yeah. need new friends. And she ends up meeting this these other three people who are like the bizarro versions yes. of, of, of George and J- 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 Jerry and K- Kramer. To the extent that 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 his apartment is just the mirror image of of his, it's the, <laughs> it's the exact opposite. It's so funny, um, but yeah, that that is like the most kind of fantastical. It gets that like somewhere out there, there is like reverse <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. So. And and then there are a c- c- couple more fantastical mm. scenes that end up like becoming nightmares and and stuff like that. Like the the one that I mentioned where they're mm. getting illegal cable. Yeah, uh, there's a like J- Jerry is kind of w- worried because it's Kramer who's the one convincing him, and he's like, I don't know, man. Like this seems kind of shady. What if someone finds out and like the cops c- c- come and stuff like that. And then uh, he finally caves and he gets the illegal cable and then it changes scenes and it's like that next day and they're starting to watch the game and the like FBI comes in <laughs> and, and they're they're like, we, we know what you 
you you've did, did done and he's like no i didn't do it it was my other friend he was the one that convinced me i i didn't know about any of this like all of like the well like i i can let you guys know who installed it because it's not me i'm just a, a, <laughs> a, a, a customer and yeah. then that guy walks in the guy who installed it and he's like i was undercover the whole time <laughs> and then and then they they, they shoot jerry they <laughs> shoot him and, and kill him and right and then it like the scene ends and and he wakes up and he's on the airplane and he's dreaming and he's just so worried that he's gonna get caught for this illegal cable (laughs) good Good stuff seinfeld is a classic yeah i enjoyed my time with it i I, I would like to watch more of it on my own now. At least see these episodes I have heard of, like the the puffy shirt one or mm-hmm. uh, George's fiance dies an envelope death. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Good All stuff. Right. Let's move over to The Simpsons. Yeah, let's go the to Springfield. Simpsons. So I gave you, uh, I, I knew I wanted to give you Marge versus the monorail because mm-hmm. it's tricky you know, there's so much of The Simpsons and there was a run of years where it was really hitting it out of the park. And it's difficult to narrow down a best episode, but Marge versus the Monorails frequently up there. Bart Sells' Soul was one I remembered as a kid and I went back and watched it. And I'm like, this is fantastic. Like it this was is a great really, one. a really solid mix of a lot of the different things the show does well. And then the mysterious voyage of Homer is another personal <laughs> favorite of mine, just for how weird it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of the most Grant Morrison of of, <laughs> uh, of them. It is, which is yes. really funny because in <laughs> Animal Man, there is a scene where he like gets high and goes out in the middle of the desert and meets Wiley coyote stuff like that Uh, and he just has this this giant trip on peyote and stuff like that and i was like this reminds me of that (laughs) um yeah these were good i i enjoyed the the, the, these ones nice Um, to me the the theme that i saw in all three of these i i don't know if you did this on purpose but each one is kind of like a crisis for one of these characters like yeah hey i thought it would be a good idea to invest back in the city and do this monorail thing it turned out to be a disaster what do i do right and then bart selling his soul is like i didn't think anything of this it turned out to be a disaster what Mm. do i do uh and then Homer on his voyages is like, I wanted to eat this chili, so I coated my mouth with candle wax so I wouldn't (laughs) feel it. It turned it out. It turned out to be a disaster. What do I do? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, The Simpsons is known for having episodes where there'll be an opening that leads into the major plot of the episode, but then you look back on it and it's like those had nothing it's to do with each yeah, other. Yeah. Yeah. Like they always take this turn. And uh Marge versus the Monorail's pretty silly. <laughs> There's not much of a heart to that one. Monorails. But one of the... now. Every city has them. 
He's like, there's nothing on earth like a genuine bona fide electrified six car monorail. (laughs) I know every word to that song. That's great. (laughs) The something The Simpsons does incredibly well is blend um like real emotion in with this absolute absurd, silly, like joke a minute plot structure. Mm -hmm. Like it's a very heartfelt, sincere sometimes kind of existentialist show that can be very warm and very loving among, you know, all the nuclear disasters and bullies and other things that happen in this town. Yeah. It it was a lot of fun. I I think my favorite of the bunch was Bart selling his soul. Mm. Um, That because I, I I like Bart as a character. I, I, I think he's fantastic. Um, but to me, especially those last two, Bart selling his soul and the voyage of Homer kind of ended in these heartwarming places, right? Uh, where Bart sells his soul and all these weird things are kind of go, 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 going on around him. And he is attributing that to having no soul and he's Mm -hmm. panicking, right? And he's, he's, he's just like, I, I didn't believe this was an actual thing. What have I done? And he tr- tries to get his soul back to find out that uh, yeah. he's that Melhouse has sold his soul for some pogs. And, and, <laughs> Remember and, Alf? He's back in, in pog, pog form. form. <laughs> uh, and then, he, yeah, he goes on this like wild goose chase t- to the guy that owns the comic book store and all of that, you know, and at the end he is just defeated and he's he's like god what do i do mm-hmm. i like i i screwed up bad and as it t- turns out yeah his sister lisa ended up buying it and it's like here you go you know it's like oh mm-hmm. like at the end of the day she loves yeah. him you know yeah oh like i it wasn't a specific goal of mine, but I'm glad it did work out where you got an episode about the brother-sister bond and an episode about the husband-wife bond, bond. Yeah, in the family. Yeah, yeah. yeah which, is, which is what happens in the uh, voyage where the mysterious dog voiced by it's, Johnny Cash. It's a space coyote. <laughs> yeah, is, is, is like you need to find your true soulmate. Uh, mm-hmm. And and he's just like ah well isn't Marge my soulmate like we're married and he's sitting there like all of our stuff are is separated she doesn't like the same things I like mm-hmm. what if she's not my soulmate oh yeah shit. like w- God and then he, he like he's panicking and then yeah by the end of it he's 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 just like yeah she likes me despite that like despite not liking the same things despite me being a complete idiot he still loves me and it's like oh that's good yeah yeah the yeah this show like that is its strength like it's so sharply funny and so deeply emotional and seinfeld i'd say is a lot of nervousness around everyday pedantic social situations and yeah. in, at least in these couple episodes of The Simpsons, it's more of these like deeper soul fears. Yeah, like I I feel like older sitcoms, mm. especially in the like seventies and eighties, often had some kind of message 
to teach yeah. some like uh like well at the end of the day the moral of this of this story is like don't be a shitty p- person right and then <laughs> S- mm-hmm. seinfeld obviously did not watch those ones uh, <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. look here's a bunch of shitty people <laughs> yeah um but yeah i i think even something like seinfeld i mean uh the simpsons like does end up having these kind of morals at the end of the day to show that i think a lot of people were up in arms about when it came out of like yeah. this show has no morals look at them oh, Bart no. is a heathen like, yeah and and at, yeah at the end of the day it's like it's it's actually kind of nice like they, they, they yeah. do have some things for you to reflect on yeah uh, which is something i don't think seinfeld really has <laughs> it doesn't seem like it but then then I gave you Marge versus the monorail, which is just wall to wall silly. This episode yeah. was written by Conan O'Brien. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, I did yeah. not know that. I did not catch that. Yeah, he used to work on the show. I think he only like he was part of the general writers' room, and I think he wrote this and a couple other episodes before he you know started his own successful sure. late night talk career. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man. The monorail episode. It's so silly in all these different little ways, turn after turn. One of my favorite bits is that, so there's this music man type of guy who comes into town and tries to swindle them all into buying a monorail system with all of this money that the town suddenly has. And then they have this big... Uh, opening ceremony for the monorail and they wanted to get a celebrity guest and so Leonard Nimoy is there and the mayor tells Leonard Nimoy you didn't do anything didn't I (laughs) (laughs) then he disappears (laughs) but the mayor tells Leonard Nimoy may the force be with you and then Leonard Nimoy says do you know who I am and the mayor says I think I do Weren't you one of the little rascals? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which negates the thing that he said before. If you think he's one of the little rascals, why don't you tell him, may the force be with you? Yeah. And the way the episode ends with all of a sudden this narration from Marge comes out like, well, after the debacle with the monorail, I think the, c- the city knew better how to deal with its money, except for all these... Other things we built, like the popsicle stick skyscraper and the 50-foot magnifying glass and the yeah. escalator to nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that one was good. That, that one was interesting to, to me because you got to see outside of Springfield. Yeah. I'm not sure how often the show does that, but I like uh... I, the the. You that I've seen, you you do get to see a lot of Springfield. You get to see the yes. school. You get to see the bars. You get to see X, Y, and Z, right? But I, 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 I'm not familiar with how often it goes outside of that. Of like, here's New York. Here, you know, here's oh no, there is there something. is an episode where they go to New York. Yeah, huh, like well, I think okay. there's that, at least but... once a season. There's like a vacation episode or an episode where they have to travel for some reason. Yeah, okay. they get outside the city okay. fairly often. But yeah, what did you think about Springfield and its citizens? Uh, that I think is maybe one of the things that I'm more familiar with with the show. Like, okay, I know, good. I know Chief Wiggums. I know the principal. I don't necessarily know them all by name. I like I don't remember the principal's name. Skinner. Um, Skinner. Skinner. Uh, I I I know Smithers. Um, he's my favorite. Yeah, he's he's good. Uh. Like I, I know Nilhouse, 
Um, and God, I, I, again, I, I know him, the, the kid that, the like, weird kid. Uh, Ralph. The, yeah, Ralph. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, I know him. Um, I, I know the like sisters that have smoked a pack a day. Oh, yeah, Patty and Selma. We didn't get them in these episodes. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I know them. I know Itchy and Scratchy and Krusty. Like I, I, I mm. know some of the characters and just kind of like the general sense of what this show is. And so I'm familiar yeah. with that stuff. So I think in that sense, it was easy for me to j- j- jump into these a- 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 episodes because, because I kind of knew what the basics were. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I, I'm like, I, I, don't know if you felt the same way about Seinfeld of like, I feel like I know the basics. So watching these, it all made sense, right? Yeah. Like I, I know these characters. I knew some of the, um, the secondary characters like George's parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. Like it, are, are these the same ones you would show to someone who knows nothing about the show? Um, maybe, maybe I'd show somebody like some earlier episodes that like like the first time we see uh like Burns and Smithers I don't know if it's necessarily clear to you those are Homer's bosses I'd probably show like here's an episode where there's stuff at the power plant an episode where there's stuff at the school like more building block things so you know yeah. not just who these people are but how they all relate to each other yeah or I I I guess what I wanna know is do you, do you feel like these episodes you showed me are uh like like a good representation of the show as a whole? Um, Cuz I, I think, I, I think should... for me, oh, to, to, to just mention real mm. fast with <laughs> Seinfeld, like I I don't feel like Seinfeld necessarily has like those building block episodes yeah. maybe the pilot I, I i i haven't gone back to watch that one in a long long t- time so i don't really know how well that mm-hmm. one would do but i i feel like the whole idea of this show is there is nothing to get there's nothing yeah. to build upon <laughs> yeah. like you like you can like there there are narrative like threads that continue on in the show but like mm-hmm. You can kind of just watch whatever one you want, and you'll you'll understand it, and that's really all you need. That is the entire yeah. show, right? So. Yeah. You think the right. show is similar? Like I, <laughs> like if you need, there's so many pieces that go into making The Simpsons what it is. Mm-hmm. Like to give you an introduction to everybody would be 20 episodes. Cause it's like, okay, this is where we meet Burns. So we right, meet Skinner. Yeah. So we meet Flanders. That's where we meet Nelson. Yeah. All these yeah. different people. Yeah. You just, and, you just and, have to jump in and uh, just figure out who everybody is along the way and learn to live with them. The Simpsons also famously like a- 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 animates the intros 
to to each episode completely differently and i think one of the ones you showed me had one where there was like yeah 50 characters all right. piled in on on them and, and yeah if you don't know it's just like what in the world who are all these people but if you but if you know it's just like oh it's the whole town that the gang's all here you know <laughs> right in the in the mysterious voyage of homer episode i think when homer starts hallucinating due to these guatemalan insanity peppers and he like breaks through the fence and he runs away i think it's like otto has something to say about it mm -hmm. and i'm like do you would you know who otto is is otto major enough that you recognize that's otto or at least that's one of the recurring characters uh -oh. of the show or were you just like that's eh, a guy from the Simpsons. oh yeah I know him. I, okay. I didn't know that that was his name, but I know him. He's the bus driver yes. kind of dude, right? Yeah. Yes. He he looks like um. God, what's his name? <laughs> Howard Stern. Yeah, he does have that haircut. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I'm 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 familiar with a lot of the characters, at least by mm. the way that they look. It's like, oh yeah, yeah that guy, you know. Good old buddy old pal. <laughs> hey there, buckaroo. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's how the show goes. And that's kind of how it goes within the show itself, too. There's mm -hmm. a running joke that Mo can never remember uh, Marge's name, even though, you know, he's met her dozens <laughs> of good. times. That's like good. He keeps calling her Midge. <laughs> hey there, Midge. Yeah, yeah. Or like how Bart, oh, we didn't get any prank calls in this. This is another running bit they did earlier in the show. I don't know how long it lasted, how often it still happens. That's but Bart one would of the prank famous call. things that I know. Right, okay, yeah. The, is Seymour the, Butts there? <laughs> I'm looking for Amanda hugging kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never recognizes this kid's voice, yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> or like uh, Burns has to be reminded who Homer is every time he meets him. Like every time Smithers is like, this is a Homer Simpson, sir, Sector 7G. Oh, yes, Simpson. <laughs> good good yeah i the it's interesting because like i said at the start simpsons was always like my friend's older brother's mm. show it was never on at my household I, yeah. I i think my dad kind of watched it when he was a kid it's been on that long or like in college or something you know yeah, maybe yeah um, and and he, I, I guess he just like grew out of it and stopped watching it, and you know didn't really keep up with it, and it was just never on at, at our house. Um, but of the stuff that I did see when I was really young, I often felt like I just didn't understand it. Like I, I, okay. I feel like Simpsons often also does, which I, I don't think we got in the three that we watched here. Mm -hmm. but I, I know that Simpsons is also notoriously famous for predicting a lot of things that have <laughs> come true. Yeah. But I'm also sure that they have predicted a lot of stuff that hasn't. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they, they do some more political based stuff, yeah. some satire with that or bringing on celebrities and stuff like that. And mm. when I was that young, I just like a lot of that stuff went over my head and I didn't necessarily understand it or find it funny. Mm. Um, so I think that was also part of why it never stuck with me. Like, yeah. I like it's... Bart, <laughs> but I don't, I don't understand the rest of this. 
Yeah, it has a lot of a bunch of the writers are from Harvard. Like this show has an extremely highly educated writing staff. Yeah. And it yeah. has this interesting mix of very highbrow references and like very <laughs> lowbrow references and, and jokes and slapstick comedy. Yeah, yeah. And it just makes because that was the the thing of like to like mm. the the stuff that I knew that was also like not on the more sh- sharply written stuff. I was just yeah. like, this is just so nonsensical. It just seems yeah. like randomness, and I was just like, I. I don't un- understand. Like I, I don't understand that <laughs> either. Like, why mm-hmm. is steamed yams supposed to be funny? <laughs> like, I don't understand this. Um, but, well, but steamed but, hams yeah. is genius. I almost right. gave you the steamed hams episode. Which, which, which I, I, I think you've made me watch that clip before. <laughs> Probably. Has. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, like now that I'm o- 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 older, I can. Op- appreciate that more and i'm like okay i i i see what they're doing i see what they're going for i see why this is f- f- mm. f- funny and it actually does work in in deed so yeah it's this is a show with a like you said like a lot of celebrity appearances and pop culture references and whole mm-hmm. pop culture pastiche episodes and they do the treehouse of horror every yeah. year which is three short, spooky, outside of canon stories, which yeah, I adored as a kid. Like I was a kid who loved spooky stuff, especially like uh, whenever anything I recognized went spooky. Like I loved the Halloween episodes of anything, and it was the be- I remember being like seven years old. And like we had this little worksheet that we had to fill out for class. And it was like, describe your favorite night. You know, what's your favorite? You know, what's a time that feels special to you? What's a special occasion for you? Like stuff like that. The night and where I wrote, an axe murderer c- comes. No. Yeah, no. it's great. No, it was like I wanted a night where I got to eat uh, my favorite chips. Uh, and my mom was home from work because when I was a kid, like my dad worked days, my mom worked nights. Mm-hmm. And a scary Simpsons was on. Like I didn't even like figure out, I couldn't tell what they were called. It was like, yeah, the ones where it's scary. I'd love it more, please. And I didn't exactly want to give you one of those, but the mysterious voyage of Homer almost is kind of treehouse of horror. Yeah. Yeah, It's trippy. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this is a show that's always done. Like you get the baseline of it quick enough that then it becomes this template that you can like wipe clean and paint in a completely different way. Like we've got all these same characters. Let's use, let's reinvent them to tell all these different kinds of stories over and over again. Let's place them directly in another story. Like uh, one mm-hmm. of the Treehouse of horror episodes is just the shining, but it's the Simpsons are in it. That's great. Yeah. And it's just That's Homer great. chasing Marge around with an ax. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And the pop, culture like the references of all kinds are so there's so many of them and they're so deep and this is a show that's amazing at sign gags like everything in the frame Mm. like all these props all these backgrounds are packed with all this joke all these jokes all this wordplay and it adds to this tremendous rewatch value you can watch the show over and over again and like you'll see something you never noticed before or you'll finally get a reference you never got last year because now in the you know interim year you've heard that song you've seen that movie you're like that's what that line is i never (laughs) got that before this is why i love this growing up like it was a show 
that I got enough of. I think this is the benefit of its lowbrow, highbrow mixture. Like you, a kid can get enough of it and all of the stuff they don't get, it feels enticing. Like there were other shows like with Frasier that felt kind of off-putting, but this one was enticing. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, if you can put in like a Tom and Jerry joke that I get, maybe I'll eventually get to the point where I can understand you know, the Leonard Nimoy showing up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. There's just like I something else from The Samsons that mm. always stuck out to me was just how packed they are with yes. stuff and jokes and like it was just a mile a minute all the mm-hmm. t- time. Uh and I yeah, I I think that's something that is really admirable from the whole series of just how yeah. it's not only done that but kept that up for almost 700 something episodes yeah right like ah, that's wild mm-hmm. so yeah it's truly uh a feat unmatched by anything else in humankind yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing do 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 you have a favorite character or something from the Sims? Um, like who? Like, I guess you mentioned Smithers. Is that yeah? I've actual... al- I've always loved Burns and Smithers. Yeah. I, love that. I love that stuff. I've got a soft spot for Mo. Mo is always that entertained me. I d- I grew up thinking I was a Lisa because you know I think we've talked about like I was in a gifted program as a kid. I like, can I was see very that. Smart. But I've realized as I've grown older, like, I don't have that same fire in me that Lisa does. The character I think I really am is Martin Prince, who I don't think you had to see much of in these episodes. That one I don't recognize by name. He's, he's like, one of the, um, he's a smart kid that goes to their school, uh, and he's sort of lighthearted. He kind of prances around. I've seen him. But yeah, yeah, he's I, like one of the other kids Bart looks at. He's, he's like, I'm going to row in a boat with my soul. He's one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. like he's also very smart, but he's just, <laughs> but he's uh, a lot weirder and like kind of whimsical. And he doesn't have the same like dedicated, passionate, high stakes about what he's doing that Lisa does. Yeah. Like I'm a Martin. I'm a Martin for sure. I don't know who you are. You might be like a, a Professor Frank. Professor Frank. Let me look him up. Let's see. Professor Frank. Ah, and th- there you go. I think we him, all yeah. have a little bit of comic book guy in us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Comic I want to talk about. great. I want to talk about just a couple jokes from these episodes that were outstanding that I wrote sure. down. Uh, when Bart has sold his soul and he's realizing this is all catching up to him. And like the universe is kind of turning on him because he's now an aberration. He is a soulless boy. He's trying to, he's riding his bike. He's trying to get to Millhouse to get his soul back. Cause he, sold, mm-hmm. he wrote Bart Simpson's soul on a piece of paper, paper and gave it to Millhouse in exchange for $5. And so he's riding his bike at night, trying to get to Millhouse and a street sweeper comes by and like, you know, just rolls completely over his bike. And he's like, Oh, Oh no, my bike. 
oh, oh and then the, but then it rolls over and it's like oh my bike's still intact it's just very shiny and clean now and then he gets on his bike and the second he gets on it then it all falls apart <laughs> and he turns around and the guy in the street sweeper van is laughing maniacally and then he drives down a set of stairs he drives the truck down a set of stairs leading to a subway and then you hear an explosion noise <laughs> yeah if <laughs> yeah. i I, I think joke? my my favorite mm-hmm. bit with that is when he's in the in the quickie mart and the door won't open for yes. for him. The automatic <laughs> door won't open, <laughs> which is something that I think the show really reaches like a child's level of thinking. There's a lot of kind of child logic like that, or like sure. things you wonder about, things you're curious about fears you have I think Simpsons really reaches down to like oh, these core human concerns but in a very mm-hmm. silly way oh. yeah. <laughs> a joke that I love from the mysterious voyage of Homer which starts with this chili cook-off contest and Marge is like I don't want you going to the chili cook-off contest you always like hit the beer garden you never stop drinking you embarrass me don't go this year but Homer, Homer said he goes, wasn't gonna Drink. Oh, well, I'm glad he told you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how nice that he said that. And how yeah. nice that you believed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's, so he's going around the chili cook-off, and all these characters we know have got, like, a chili stand. And he goes to Ned Flanders' stand, which is a sign that says, <laughs> Ned's five-alarm chili! And overtakes a bite of it, and he's like, one, two... Oh, that's only two and a half tops. He's like, how dare you call this five-alarm chili? And Ned's like, you're right... I was just trying to be a big man in front of my kids. And one of his sons reaches out to him and says, Daddy, are you going to jail? And he (laughs) says, we're going to have to see, son. We're going to have to see, son. (laughs) That's good, yeah. (laughs) This is good. Yeah, and I wanted to put the Mysterious Voyage of Homer on here because of how incredible the voyage the um how incredible the visuals get Mm, like when he takes these guatemalan insanity peppers like the entire visual style of the show changes for a good couple minutes this isn't like a a 30 second gag or something he goes on this journey for the middle chunk of the episode and he goes to this kind of mysterious desert world and like the lines are more angular there's all of this blocky shading on everything the color palette is different mm-hmm. i loved whenever the show that i recognized so much like changed its visual language completely yeah. and he goes to this beautiful desert world and like the color palette's different it's always stuck with me the visuals of this episode and the, this is a show that is so well regarded for its quality of writing its quality of acting, things mm-hmm. like that. I wanted to oh, let the let the art style of it have its chance to show off. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, like I, when 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 he first started tripping balls and things started mm. going wonky and stuff. I think that's always a thing in animation that I'm excited to see. Of just yeah. how are they gonna make this trippy and psychedelic and stuff like that. That's it. It because it's. Like, that is a chance for the animators to just go nuts mm-hmm. and, and just do whatever. And, yeah, yeah and like, it, it was incredible. It was fun to watch all of these p- 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 
people start getting wiggly and their lips are mm. extra long and flapping and uh, yeah you know, all, all sorts of stuff and it's, it's just like whoa this is wild have you seen there's a segment in one of the treehouse of horror episodes it's one of the earlier ones i forget exactly which number it is but the one with all the 3d animation probably not because i haven't <gasps> seen any of the treehouse of horror stuff i'm wondering if maybe i saw like a if of it online but no I, I don't think so there's an episode uh like i said i don't remember what number treehouse of horror this is but the segment within the episode is called homer cubed and uh patty and selma are coming over to the house and homer's like i don't want to deal with them what if i just hide and he goes into the closet and he pushes so far back in the closet that he goes into this other realm where everything is like 3d animated and this is like mid 90s kind of reboot looking 3d animation and he's 3d animated too like the cell animated homer is gone and he's just wandering around in this void it's like oh just like a grid floating in space there's just mm -hmm. like polygonal shapes floating around and just like math floating in the air and he doesn't know where he is, but like the other family back in their regular cell animated home can hear him. And he's trying to like tell them where he is. And he's like, it looks like, has anybody here seen the movie Tron? And everybody's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's seen Tron. And eventually they have to like tie a rope to Bart and then Bart runs back into the closet to try and save him. And then you have 3D animated Bart. That's funny. That's one of my favorite things in human art is that that segment <laughs> one of, my of one episode of The in Simpsons. In all of human art. <laughs> yeah, it's Homer cubed. <laughs> That's great. Because it's so eerie feeling. And like back in the house, like it's raining outside the entire time, which sets this, it adds to that mood. It adds this extra level to it that you don't need, but you're so happy it's there. Like yeah. it elevates the entire episode just to, add that rain effect in the background yeah, that's good one of my favorite sitcoms is community mm. um and i, I yeah. actually I, I think i might say that that's my favorite one uh and they do stuff like that every now and then where mm -hmm. like the christmas special will be a claymation thing yeah. that looks that looks like the old like uh rudolph the red-nosed reindeer movies and stuff like that or they did one that was like all pu puppets and and stuff mm. like that so it, you know it looks like it's uh part of the muppets or or something um and yeah like i i think when when they do stuff like that and they switch up the visual language mm. of the sh show it's an interesting experiment um because i think it heightens certain things or yeah makes you stop noticing certain things and forces you to like look at other things or in this weird way also like hey you don't know what you've got until it's gone right it's like hey now that the normal animation isn't there you might like this new thing for this one interesting bit but then you get back to the original stuff and you're just like ah much better. This is good, right? <laughs> and then you're like, she kind of like the original animation. It's better. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And The Simpsons has become a high definition over the years, like much crisp, much more crisply animated. 
it's led to like there's a you've probably seen the gif of marge crumping which is just a beautiful piece of character animation it's so fluid and smooth you know, know with I this have. high def uh yeah, just look up marge crumping as a gif or as a short video clip marge. it's worth your time <laughs> and like they're able to put more detail oh. into like the background signage but i love the look of these kind of scratchy blurry like lo-fi early to mid 90s episodes there's something about it's the visual equivalent of like oh i guess what people talk about when they like to listen to records and hear like the pop and hiss of the analog media i want to look at old episodes of the simpsons where like the colors are off and the lines are too thick yeah that's funny Mm -hmm. funny yeah um I don't know. I, I I don't know if I have any more thoughts on the Simpsons stuff that you should be. I like the kind of personal crises that they all went through. I think it was a good yeah. handful of uh, stuff that showed that 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 focused on different aspects of of the show, which was nice, right? At mm. least like different characters. So. Good. I'm glad you feel like you got a smorgasbord out of this. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, a one more joke <laughs> there's one more joke i wanted to point out where in the monorail episode bart's really proud of homer for getting this job as the monorail conductor mm-hmm. and homer says are you so proud that now you want to change your name to homer jr the kids could call you hoju yeah and i just wanted <laughs> to take this opportunity to point out to you that if you had a son named kyle jr kids could call him kaiju Yes. Yes. <laughs> and with that, I think we are done because that was amazing. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Um, so do you want to recommend other episodes from our shows that oh, we weren't able to get to in this discussion? Okay. Um, let's see. I I mentioned that episode of Seinfeld that they went to the Hamptons and mm. uh, they saw George's girlfriend topless and stuff like that 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 a- episode is not the reason to watch that one there is one joke in that sh- sh- show you can look it up as shrinkage just like Seinfeld ah, yes. shrinkage I'm sure you know I'm familiar the, with this one. yeah uh, and so because everyone saw George's girlfriend topless um they like George wants to c- 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 come up with a w- w- way to get even with them somehow, mm-hmm. um, and so they, or, or, I forget exactly what it is, but they work it out so that Jerry's girlfriend accident, like purposely accidentally, walks in on George while he's changing, uh, yeah. and he like pulls his pants down and she walks in right at that moment mm. and um and and he's he's just like oh oh my god no and then he he looks down like after she's been like oh my god i'm so sorry and then she <laughs> kind of looks at him and like chuckles like <laughs> okay okay there uh, big boy uh, and and uh, he he's he's just he, he looks down and then he gets horrified and he's just like no uh, i was in the pool i was in the pool and then and then at first you're you're just like what are you t- talking about and he's like 
shrinkage. Jerry, you know about shrinkage, right? And he's like, ah, yes, I know about shrinkage, like a frightened turtle. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and so then they have to ask Elaine, like, do women know about shrinkage? And, and she's like, oh, yeah, when you put something in the washing machine and, and they're like, no, <laughs> mm-hmm. when, when a man is in the pool or in the shower and the water might be a little cold. <laughs> and, and she goes, it shrinks. And they're like, yeah, like a frightened turtle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you explain sponge worthy to me? Like I get what the term means, but I don't, I, I've never worthy? figured out the, yeah, that's something Elaine says. Like when she's talking about a guy she likes, she's like, he's sponge worthy. So I can tell like what it means, but I, I, I do not know the origin of this term. Actually, like why it's I those specific words. I don't even know that one. Okay. Uh, was that in I'll one watch... of the ones that, that, that we watched? Yeah, I think she says that John John is sponge. No, or um the, the saxophone the player saxophone may be sponge worthy. Uh, Maybe I'll just have to watch until I get to that one. I, I, I mean... The only thing I can think of is my mind is in the gutter right now, uh, and <laughs> maybe it's one of those things. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll get there. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I think that 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 one is a good episode of Seinfeld. Um, the Soup Nazi is another good one. Um, Let's see. Let's see. What's an, what's another really really good one that I like? Um, they they do a lot of these like gags with the girlfriends that they all mm. have. Like this one has man hands. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Or like this one has a big nose. Or this one has like she's the the a quiet talker. Uh, or th- there's one I don't remember the name of the episode, but Elaine eventually gets a job at this magazine, um, mm. and she's a copywriter for this magazine, writing like the this exotic copy to yeah. advertise the, 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 their stuff. And one of the co-workers likes to sidle likes to sidle up to people and like he's not scaring them but they get mm-hmm. scared because they don't hear him coming and like all of a sudden he's just right there and they're just like oh oh my god um and so they devise a plan to like how to stop that and they, mm-hmm. they try to convince the guy that he has bad breath and so he <laughs> needs to carry Tic Tacs wherever he g- 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 oh, goes, and so it the works. Rattling, and so, yeah, yeah, it has this like maraca sa- sa- sound, and then they get so fucking annoyed by this maraca sound because he's walking around everywhere all the time, and it's just like, God, we lied. God damn it, stop with the Tic Tacs. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's, there's stuff like that. Uh, for other episodes of The Simpsons, I would recommend. I didn't do this on purpose, but I gave you episode titles that had characters' names in them. Okay. And I think I was originally wondering if we could make this a five-episode discussion so that I could get the whole family in there. But I think three has definitely given us enough. It was good, yeah. But the other episodes I was considering, not even to like meet that theme, just coincidentally I had five episodes that had everybody's name in them. Uh, I would suggest And Maggie Makes Three, mm-hmm. which is a flashback to when... Yeah, Bart and Lisa are little, 
and Homer's really burned out on his job. Uh, I think he is working at the nuclear power plant at that point, and he thinks he's going to leave and pursue some other dream, and then they find out that they're pregnant with Maggie, and he has to go back to the power plant. And if you've ever seen the meme online where Mr. Burns puts a sign up in Homer's workstation that says, don't forget you're here forever. And then at the end of the episode, after Maggie is bored and he realizes like what staying at this job gives him for his family, he covers that sign with pictures of Maggie and it blocks out the letters so that it says, do it for her. Oh yeah. Which is one of the sweetest things the show has ever done. And sometimes you will see that memeified where they'll paste something else in there. Um, and there's an episode called Lisa's Wedding, which is one where it's a flash forward. And I forget the okay. exact like narrative device that gives them a flash forward. Rugrats it might all be growed like, up. <laughs> it might be like they go to uh, a carnival and like a fortune teller. You know, it was like, here's a vision of your future. Like there's some framing device to it. I don't remember right now. But it's a flash forward to like 20 years in the future and Lisa's going to marry like this really handsome British man named Hugh. And like he's coming to meet the family for the first time and he doesn't like the family. And like Homer gives him like this has been an heirloom in our family. This is something that's really important to us. We want you to have this. We want Mm -hmm. to marry our daughter. And he gives him these cufflinks that are like little pigs in like a tuxedo and a, I think a wedding gown. That's funny. And the guy's like, your family's so tacky. Like, I hate them. Like, I love you, Lisa. I'll marry you. But can we like never visit your family? And Lisa's like. You're tacky and I hate you. <laughs> Lisa's like, no, I love my family. I love, I would never trade my family for anything. If you can't take all of the Simpsons, you're not getting me. It's another very sweet episode. Uh, yeah. Like this show had some. For every episode like Marge versus the Monorail that is so gag heavy, there's another one that is really emotional. And if you want, do want another gag heavy one, there's an episode called The Springfield Files where it's a crossover with X-Files, which was airing on the same network at the same night at this time. So Mulder and Scully come to Springfield because there's been sightings of an alien. I've I've and seen this might be in, pictures of that one or of, yeah. of Mulder and Scully in as yes. as Simpsons. And like characters. Mulder opens his FBI badge and where there's supposed to be like a headshot, you know, like a ID headshot of him. It's like a sexy playgirl picture of him like lounging back in a, in a thong. It's great. I have Asian Fox Mulder, FBI. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the final episode that I would recommend for mm. Seinfeld, one more that I almost put on here. I believe it's called The Pen. And mm. Jerry goes to visit his parents down in Florida with Elaine. And they get there and they're tr- trying to figure out the sleeping situation. Who's going to sleep on the couch? Who's going to sleep on the pullout bed? And yeah. stuff like that. And um meanwhile uh jerry like one of the other residents in this like not old folks community i mean like yeah. yes it's yeah it's it's a, like old folks community thing um and this guy comes in and he has a space pen one that mm. astronauts can use to write in space upside <laughs> down and 
Jerry is fascinated by this pen. He goes, wow, that's really cool. And they give him the pen as a gift. They're like, oh, if you like it so much, take it, you know? He's like, oh, no, I couldn't do that. And, and then his parents are, are like, take it. He's offering you a gift. What are you doing? You, you can't just, like not accept. And so he's like, all right, fine. I'll take it. And then he gets this pen. And then since it's this like old folks home, all they do is like gossip and stuff. And so word gets around that Jerry insisted that he had to have the pen. He's like, <gasps> I barely even wanted the pen. I didn't even want to take it. Like all of this. And so it's just this like big rumor mill of like, oh, well, I heard he wanted to like do all of it. And he's like, this is ridiculous. I didn't do any of this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, mm -hmm. Elaine sleeps on the pull-out mattress and there's that there's that bar in the middle of the bed oh, and she yeah. completely hurts her back sleeping oh. on it and so she's all hopped up on pain meds and she took a lot way too many and she's super high and stoned while Jerry is supposed to be giving this speech to like the 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 old folks home for some something and everything is just going wrong and meanwhile elaine is just stoned out of her mind being like stella <laughs> they're just like what is wrong with her <laughs> it's great it's a good time yeah I was thinking that if we wanted to recommend other shows outside of what we've talked about today, oh, man. based on if you enjoyed these, I think a show that is a good mix of the uh, pedantic, everyday, petty problems of Seinfeld <laughs> and the absurdity combined with the deep uh, emotional core of The Simpsons. I think if you want... Both of those together, regular show can give that to oh, you. Okay. Because that's regular a show, show where it starts with an, an everyday problem, be it related starts to their relationships or their show. work. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and then it always grows into some sci-fi fantastical problem that they have to deal with. Good. But it's got that uh, core at the uh, at the heart of it that's like based on their emotions. There's a lot of relationship drama in that show you know lots of longing and regret and screwing up and trying to figure out how to make amends for it and also like uh oh no we did this thing wrong at work the boss is gonna be mad at us what do we do and there is an episode i think it it might be called mississippi queen i don't know but like they go with their boss to a party and i think it is like they are dared to drink this hot sauce and they're like well it's fine we can handle this hot sauce <laughs> oh no and then they go through this whole hallucination trip just like in uh the mysterious voyage of homer where like the three of them have had too much hot sauce and like yeah. the animation gets all warped and weird interesting okay. yeah find that one okay uh, if I had to recommend something uh, kind of outside of the sitcom realm, uh, yeah. this is an anime called Nichi Jiao. Uh, hmm. And myself and Paul covered this way back on the Whatnots podcast, which you guys can find on our website. Uh, it's a slice of life comedy. It goes into the more fantastical at times, but it is just kind of this 
it starts out as this mundane thing and then it just turns it on its head mm-hmm. uh for example there's one character who likes to draw manga but all the manga she draws is like boys love manga like super <laughs> yeah. gay super mm. like uh erotic and stuff like that and she's walking to work one day and I, I think like some police officers end up stopping her about something else like entirely different but she thinks it's because of the d- drawings <laughs> in her bag like somehow yes. she thinks that they are after her and it goes wrong, I think. And like the drawings end up spilling out and flying everywhere. And someone picks them up and starts to look at them. And the girl just goes nuts and goes like full on like wrestler, like no, and just starts beating them up and flipping them and stuff like that. Um, so it has the like mundane stuff about nothing mm. that like Seinfeld is, but then yeah, yeah it, it just goes into the completely ridiculous stuff. And it is, I think, by far one of the funniest shows I have ever seen. It's really good. <laughs> it's great. Nice. So, good stuff. Uh, yeah. Melissa. Uh-huh. I really liked what we did here. Yeah. I, I would love to do this again and give so you Futurama I. episodes. Good. That's another show. It's you know from the same creator as The Simpsons. It has a lot of the same DNA and kind of structure to it. And it's such a good sci-fi show. And I yeah. know you would love it. I So I grew up as more of a Futurama fan, even oh, though yeah. I probably know more about Simpsons than I do Futurama Futurama has been on my list of like I need to sit down and watch this entire show because I I fucking love Bender I like he's great like I I remember when Futurama first came out and how big mm-hmm. of a deal it it was that like oh it's by the creator of The Simpsons and 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 stuff like that and I, I think I watched most of that season one but that okay. was like okay when it came out so I remember nothing. Um, yeah. But then I, I've seen random bits here and there. I've seen YouTube clips. I've seen gifs. I, I know the whole thing about Fry's, like somehow, like his own father or something like that. Like, I yeah, like that is absolutely my kind of, sh- of show. But yeah, yeah. I, I would like to do this again. I, I don't know if I want to keep it to a specific date or stuff like that, but maybe uh, every nah. so often when yeah. just... Once a year, we can be like, you know what? I think it's time for a sitcom special. Like, let's yeah, let's just do or a just sitcom any, special, or anything where we talk about a show, but we pull out a couple individual episodes to discuss, and we're not breaking it down like we watched all of it or we watched season one. Like we did a Patreon bonus episode where I gave you X Files is a show I love, but it's nine seasons. Mm-hmm. The first season's like way too long for us to cover in a, in a decent amount right, of time because yeah. it's like twenty four hour long episodes. So I pulled four episodes out that were all one shot mysteries, and they were all by the same writer. So mm-hmm. like we talked about how we saw that guy's style evolve and what themes it seemed like he wanted to play with. Patreon.com so slash the whatnots. Yeah, I like here. Go get that exclusive <laughs> content. Yeah, I think that was the first episode that we did of Patreon so. exclusive yeah, anything. Yeah, it was. 
Uh, this is a structure of an episode I really like. So I want to try doing this again in the future. Cool. cool. Uh, and we could do, do Futurama. It. Like you should definitely watch all of it. But if you want to see like a couple highlights to start out with, let me know. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Um, okay. Next week. Yeah. Melissa, you and I have already mentioned last episode what we are going to be doing for this next week. Uh, but we will give you guys a reminder. We are going to be watching Tron Uprising. This mm-hmm. is a cartoon from, I think, like 2012-ish. Yeah. Um, it only ran for one season. It was 19 episodes. But everything I've heard about this show is that it was amazing. It was mm-hmm. this, like, unsung great cartoon. Yeah. Um, and it takes place between the continuity of the first, the, 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 the two Tron movies, the original and then the one that was out in, like, 2009-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes place between them uh and yeah it, it looks like there's there is some kind of uh rebellion starting up within the grid led by this new character uh i don't remember what his name was back. off the top of my head back yes that, that is correct um and yeah i'm i you guys know me i'm a big cyberpunk fan mm-hmm. uh so this is kind of right up my Ellie, I like sci-fi and stuff like that. And I'm also a big video game nerd, so... Yeah. There you go. And I, I think you had mentioned that you were also planning on pitching this to me at some yeah. point. So it yeah. worked out. Yeah, like I caught a little bit of it while it was on, because I think I was watching other shows. Uh, this was like a Disney XD cartoon. Right. I was watching yeah. something else in that sa- like on that same night in that same block. But I never really watched this, but it always looked cool, and I wanted to sit down and watch all of it very stylized really yeah. cool artwork good stuff with that so yeah that is what we yeah. will be doing uh this next week it is 19 episodes it's all on disney plus you mm. guys can watch it there um yeah and we hope you guys enjoy that one before we go we do also want to remind you what we will be i, I guess let you yeah. know i think we've mentioned it once before yeah too, too but we'll let you know what we are covering next month because uh, we will be getting back to our usual end of the month uh, specials, uh, which in which we are covering one big long story from month to month. Um, already done two TV shows, so I wanted to switch up the medium. We are going to be covering a comic book. Uh, yeah, this book is called Irredeemable, uh, and it is by Mark Wade and Peter Kraus. Uh, it was published by Boom Studios. And I think there's 10 volumes total. And this is a comic about the world's greatest superhero turning bad. Mm. And the rest of the superheroes kind of coming together to figure out why, what went wrong, how do we stop him, uh, yeah, all of this stuff. So basically it's like, what if Superman went bad? And and did all you know the, the rest of them had to stop him, um, so yeah, I I've read all of this book once before, but it was years ago. I wanted to pitch this one because I I think it's a fantastic b- b- book. Uh, it does some really really cool things within <laughs> within this book, and it was just something that we probably weren't gonna really get to cover 
on the yeah. show unless we did like it. Hey, let's read volume one and two. It's like, well, okay, but you know, you won't really get to the stuff that makes this book really special, right? Mm, um, yeah. So here we are. That's what we're going to be covering. Melissa, when I pitched this idea to you, you were like, okay, I'll check it out and see how it is. And then you you came back and you were like, oh my God, I've read the first 80 pages. I'm hooked. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like, I'm yes. like I, I thought, let me see how this goes. Let me see how I like the tone, how the story starts. And I had, yeah, I had read 70 pages before I, I looked up and I'm like, oh, I just blew through that. I think it's really compelling right off the bat. So good I'm excited stuff. to good. see how it grows from there. Indeed. I'm excited to t- talk mm-hmm. about this. Uh, for this next month, uh, I, 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 I guess we should do it, what, three, yeah. three, and four? Or like four, oh, three, right. and mm-hmm. three? I, 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 what are you going to do for the first chunk? Um, so I, mm-hmm. I, I think if we do three, that'll do, what, uh, September, October, November? I think that'll t- take us to the end of the year because we probably won't get to do one at the end of the year for december yeah so uh, yeah that sounds good I, I, you've read this before you have a sense of when might be a good break in the narrative to stop so i'll leave it up to time. you uh, yeah. let's just let's do let's do the first four for this first okay. chunk and then we'll do three okay. and three after that uh, all righty yeah, that sounds, sounds good. good cool first yeah four volumes of irredeemable uh, which you guys can get all of those on Comixology Unlimited uh, and read those. And we will check back in next month with our first one of those. Yeah. Tron Uprising next week, Irredeemable next month. Mm-hmm. So, exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. You can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to stay up to date with our shows, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Go like, share, subscribe, and maybe sell your soul for five bucks or something. Uh, and mm. uh, yeah, that would help us out a lot. We, we pr- promise not to spend our p- Patreon money on pogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, though that would be kind of a cool thing to do. Make like The Whatnots pogs. Oh, yeah. That'd be rad. Um yeah, anyways, <laughs> uh, we will see you g- 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 guys next time. Uh, if you guys could help spread the word, that would be great. This has been Thank episode you. 121 of the Whatnots Review Show, a good old palindrome episode. Ooh, eye yeah. to eye. Exactly. Dad, 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 do the perfect cast. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.